And welcome, folks, to episode 56. 56. 56 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. That's you- right. That's right, thank you. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. A.K.A. not the rest of the world's champion. <laughs> but someone the, here is. I'm the king of the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. I now have a, not only am I Gaming versus Cancer 2018 champion, but now I'm the Online Rest of Worlds champion, 2019. How very exciting. Wow, you've got the same amount of titles as Arch. <laughs> and equally as prestigious as well, I feel. I feel so too. Yeah. <laughs> good evening, Andy, or evening as we're recording this. How are you today? I'm very good. You all right? Yeah, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. I've just, I was telling you before recording, I'll share with the audience, been down my my lad, all five years old of him has got exams this year would you believe crazy and i've been to a meeting at school where they've basically set it up so that if my lad fails the exams it, they've absolved all responsibility for it and it's my fault seems fair enough yeah reasonable reasonable i mean i spend all my time <laughs> playing dice masters and then podcasting about it i can't be expected to do like after school reading with him you know what i mean parenting stuff yeah forget that so let him run riot that's what an ipad's for <laughs> <laughs> youtube youtube will teach him Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Although, of course, me little girl, she started to stray into the world of the, the black hole that is YouTube. Oh, yeah, mine are well down that hole. Yeah, do you find they, they like end up, because it gives you the recommendation of people who watch this have also watched that kind of thing, and then they end up disappearing, and they're far, far, far away from where they began. Yeah, you have to keep a little bit of an eye on it. They do YouTube Kids, which is quite good, to try and um, uh, yeah, I heard about that. fear them away. But, yeah, yeah, mine love it. Like a, like a bit of a rant like when we, we 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 watched telly we had cartoons yeah you know so we had like a series of cartoons and turtles and what other things are like real ghostbusters and, and oh, stuff yeah. like that nice. mysterious cities of gold yeah so like we had like development of stories and characters all they have is like a group of rich bonds doing different challenges yeah my lad watches another lad make minecraft houses yeah. and, then said, and then i'm like do you want to turn the xbox on and put minecraft on and make your own house he's like no you're right dad and then sits there. <laughs> although to be fair I, I i watch other people play dice masters i suppose so true same difference and also youtube is great for certain channels like the ministry of dice uh, absolutely yeah no i get it man i totally get it and that's i think i talked about this actually did i was was it when we were recording or was it prior to recording when i was going banging on about avatar and trying to get the kids to watch something that's got a bit of a yes we did yeah yeah, yeah. that yeah. was on the on the recording was it well, yeah. a while ago then sure yeah it's the same sort of thing like you're saying you know rather than this kind of bite-sized cons- consumable you know tri-screen existence that we live in <laughs> yeah let's watch this family do things more exciting than your family yeah Instead of that, let's sit down and actually, you know, watch a narrative, a story, something that helps us understand the world that we exist in. Preach it, brother. Yeah, preaching it. But no, no, we're just going to watch this six-year-old do better on Minecraft than we can. <laughs> you know anyway. I mean? Anyway. So, uh, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Other than just being a bit kind of tired and rushed this evening, getting back from school and grabbing a quick bite before our mandate. Of course, yeah. So yeah. we can bring this awesome podcast to all the listeners. 
Absolutely, yeah. So uh, we've got a pretty good episode lined up, I feel. We do indeed. We do indeed. But before we get into that... We'll do the usual, shall we? Let's do the usual. What have you been up to this last two weeks, Andy, since we recorded? um, Played some games with you. You have? Did a recording. Uh, We played played a bit of a practice game, didn't we? Before you faced Ben in the rest of the world's final, which you won. That's right. Uh, We did a bit of a practice game. I played his team. I didn't do too badly either. Uh, no, no. I asked him. I don't know if you watched. Team. I don't know if you've watched the match, but I actually asked him at the beginning of the match. I'm like, "What's that chewing for?" Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Me and Andy were looking at your team. And we were like, what? What's he got his chewing for?'" So I did indeed ask him. But yeah, getting my reps in, and I appreciate that. Thank you, my mum. Uh, cool. Other than that, put not a lot else really. Again, busy with work. I've been playing a lot of Apex. It's oh, the yeah. final week of the battle pass, and I'm on a level 105 i want to get up to 110 before the end so i had some late nights grinding it grind it brother grinding it yeah on that special badge that's cool i'm still rubbish at it but uh apparently time is just as good as skill as long as you've got (laughs) enough of it (laughs) i am i've lost my way with apex i've not turned it on in ages no i've got a bit bored of it it's the map, man. It's getting too repetitive. I'm just like, come on, just give me... You're not making big enough changes. I want, like, a new space to explore. Yeah, I've heard that, as some of my friends have said the same. But we've got a new battle pass starting in October. New uh, character and new potentially more computer guy, yeah. changes. Yeah. We absolutely need to start a Ministry of Apex so that you can... <laughs> <laughs> so you got, you got somewhere to place all this stuff. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure that no one will be interested to hear how a uh, middle-aged man <laughs> fumbles his way through a few hours worth of getting shot in the head. Yeah, I, I think you'd be surprised, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, that's about it for me. Um, yeah. You've had some excitement. Yeah, I've had lots. I've had lots going on. So, um, are we? Uh, we'll talk about it. Shall we? In a, we'll do a proper like little chat about it. Yeah, yeah. But I had the rest of the world's my top four and final game, and um, so I'll have a bit of a natter about that in a sec. Then been playing down at Element Games. We did team packs only last this week. Oh, that's quite a cool idea. Yeah, that was quite nice. So you, you were only permitted to use cards that um, were in team packs. They're in team packs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God, you, your power, your intuition is incredible, sir. Yeah. Special powers. Oh, like Scarlet Witch. Yeah, it was good actually. It was a good team. It was good fun to make the teams. Um, the balance was just right between having a few nice kind of nasty little bits to go. Oh, I can make a team around this. But just enough kind of B grade or C grade alternatives to what you might normally use to make it a kind of fun team building piece of activity, which I thought was cool. But then also fun to play when you actually when you know when we all got together. Oh yeah. Um, cool. So my my achievement, my little winking con was uh, I used mystics. I went for a whole kind of mystics type thing. So I had, nice. I had the big ancient one on there, the big Doctor Strange, the big clear, you know, all six cost and seven cost Phantom Stranger. Obviously, Wong, because... Cos. Cos. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Zatanna that makes a tune. But actually, Zatanna that makes a tune, she was a bit of a red herring. I wasn't really kind of using her. It was the big guys I was going for. Uh, and I'll tell you what worked out really well was the... Um, and I've always kind of dismissed it, but it worked really well for me last night. The yellow lantern ring that lets you buy your next dice for a discount of four. Ooh. Have you seen that one? 
you know what? That's gone way over my head. That sounds amazing. Yeah, Why do I not know about that? It's a forecast action. You've probably dismissed it because it's got some whole kind of stuff on it about like you can't use it if you've bought a dice prior to using it and then you can't buy a dice after using it. Right. So you can only basically discount one purchase, which on the surface you might go, well, that's no good. But, but when you, but when you how go, how often do you buy more than one dice per turn? It's not often. No, and when you're going for a seven cost, <laughs> you know, you usually that's probably the one purchase that kind of was the one purchase I was making yeah. anyway. So I had a lot of fun using that, rattling that round. I was firing it off. Um, although I think that's from the Doom Patrol team pack, isn't it? Not the Mystics one. But anyway, mm. firing that off and buying my ancient one for three, then you know, getting it churned back round, firing it off buying Doctor Strange for two. Churn it round, fire it off, buy clear for two. And there was a number of games last night where I had two six costs and a seven cost in the field. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Crazy fun. And then I was using Zatanna in the Attune actually as more of a way to clear down my opponent's field on the other side and then you know, do some attacking with the big guys. So won some, lost some, that's fine. But it was actually a really fun team-building challenge and a really fun format to have a little go with. Cool. Yeah, uh, uh, so that's that's my kind of Dice Masters-y stuff. Uh, Non-Dice Masters related, Pokemon, as we've had the Pokemon out again this week. Kids wanted to play Pokemon, Harrison specifically. Bit of Nefarious. Beast of Balance is a keeper, definitely. That's come out of the box again since we last spoke. So mostly the family stuff. Uh, but Strictly's back on now. Oh, if you lost your Saturday nights. Yeah, so the Saturday night gaming's probably going to fall by the wayside a little bit. Because... Well, they all watch it except for me. It's um, William's favourite. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so, whereas normally I might have a couple of late afternoon, early evening games on a Saturday with the kids, and then maybe after the kids have gone to bed, get the pandemic legacy out with the hashtag competitive wife. That's, uh, you know, that's not happened for weeks now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know. It's a sign of the winter coming. Yeah. Winter is it. coming, strictly <laughs> is on. <laughs> So we'll see, we'll see how that pans out, but that, we had a pretty good week on the gaming this week as a family. Yeah, very very nice. Yeah, and there you go. There's my there's my gaming week. Oh, I'm tired. Yeah, I can I can tell you your rhythm's a little off. We'll have to. Uh, I've been playing some late like Apex has been <laughs> taking its toll, mate. <laughs> well, uh, that's the price you pay for your 110, I suppose. We'll see. I need to get there first. Yeah, sure. I'm in like the mid seventies or something. I think I'm, I'm miles away. Like I say, I lost interest. Oh, um, what else was I going to say? Uh, oh. Bit of excitement. Season two of Rolling Thunder started. I know we probably shouldn't promote other people's podcasts on our own podcast about Dice Masters, but that was nice to hear uh, a bit from Arjunukan about Worlds. Yeah, I must admit, I have noticed their absence over the summer. So go check that one out, folks. If uh, if you know. <laughs> If you're interested, you know, you can listen to another podcast or whatever. Um, but These are boys, though. They're restricting it down to, like, what, one every three weeks, one every month. Yes, yeah, I said that in the intro, didn't he? You know, there's people that have lives outside of Dice Masters and podcasters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, need to do that. Yeah, uh, that sounds, sounds interesting. I mean, I don't know what that's all about. No, um, I get that. Yeah, I, don't, I can't get my head around that. But uh, yeah, Rolling Thunder's back on the scene, so it was nice to hear those guys back this week. They were sharing their world's experience, weren't they? Which was, uh, it's always great to hear the live on the day stuff. 
Yeah, it is. And if you want more of that, you can check out our episode before, which I had that all in from Andy May. Absolutely right, yeah. Um, so that was good. Yeah, see, our game room have started doing a lot more stuff lately as well. I mean, have they? Yeah, they've started their Brewers Corner series again. Uh, and I watched that they were working with the cable cards from the X-Force team pack this week, which was interesting. Interesting cards to play around with. So they take all three of the rarities. Or, I suppose, they're not rarities really in the team packs, but you know what I mean. Versions. Uh, yeah, and each of them makes a team out of the other. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, let's see what they can come up with. There's some interesting ideas. Ben made one. Uh, Rob and Chris made one. So uh, keep your eye out for that, folks, as well, if you're interested. Ben's on everything, isn't he? Oh, he's everywhere, yeah. He's, uh, what, what is it that Zach calls him? The perennial guest. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> yeah, I consider him a member of the ministry, though, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. First and always. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. MOD for life, bruv. That was aimed at Bent. So, well, yeah. Me. Well, no, I mean, you can absolutely MOD for life to you, but I was saying it to in you. that particular instance. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, to Ben, yeah. Uh, little known fact for listeners, actually, I don't know if you knew this, folks, but way back in the early 80s, the, the fist bump became a bit of a phenomenon. Uh, you, you probably remember, Andy, because um, yeah, because you were actually there at the inception of the fist bump as an idea, weren't you? I was. I didn't know that you knew that. Yeah, yeah, I was I was very well aware of it. So um, <clears throat> Andy was, I can't remember the reason why, but you were living in Harlem for a period of time and you were kind of hanging out with the, with the kind of new hip-hop scene that was growing out in New York, doing a bit of street dancing, a bit of your break dancing out on the street. And then just randomly one day, after a particularly impressive head spin, uh, as, as I understand it, I, I obviously wasn't there, I heard this story secondhand, but you hopped to your feet, your baseball cap fell off and stayed on the floor. Somebody scooped it up and handed it to you and you fist bumped them and say thank you. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. all true. That was the inception of the fist bumping phenomenon. That's where it started. Yeah, that's some great trousers, really baggy MC Hammer ones. Yes, yeah, I, th- I saw like some really grainy sort of documentary footage, and I thought, oh, that's Andy. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, that's a great documentary actually, the one about fist bumping. You feature quite heavily in the first half hour. I do. Yeah, I interviewed about it. Check out my IMDb. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So a little known fact for the folks there, yeah, take away. Well, it's been a while since we had one of them. Have <laughs> uh, we restocked up? No, man, I just, uh, as always, I just... Freestyle I just, it. Yeah, freestyle it. Can't you tell? I can, I can. <laughs> Doesn't the, the quality of the little, little known fact say a little something about whether it's an idea I've had or, <laughs> or freestyle? <laughs> Quick slurp and me brew there. Right, let's tell the listeners what's going on in this episode then, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, so we're going to roll uh, off this intro into a quick community focus to talk about some uh, stuff that's going on over in Europe that's Dice Masters related right now. Euros. Uh, this side of the water. Uh, then, as indicated, well, we're going to have a brief chat about My Amazingness and discuss the Rest of Worlds Online tournament. Uh, and then uh, one element of the Worlds episode that we didn't really manage to fit in because it was already running quite long with all the live audio from the day and then our interview with Ben was to talk a little bit about the spoilers. So we've got a classic pick of the week coming your way where me and Andy have taken a look at the spoilers that leaked out at Worlds through the fan appreciation in the stream, picked a card each and we'll discuss those and um, and we've got a few notable mentions in there too. Uh, and by the time we've done all that, that should bring us to the end of this episode. Some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, the spoilers one is good. Yeah, so I don't think there's anything else. Without further ado, should we crack on? Community focus time. Yeah, let's do the community focus. This is London calling. 
Here is the news. Yes, that's right, folks. It's the news. It's the community focus with the Ministry of Dice and almost entirely a European focused segment, although there is a little bit of American stuff I'll throw in at the end there. But this is our chance, our opportunity to let you guys know a little bit about some upcoming stuff that's taking place. So I think we'll start with the gaming versus cancer, shall we, my man? It's coming up quick. Get your teams ready. Get your flights booked. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, get your flights booked. So a quick reminder for the folks there. We are once again running a Dice Masters event in support of the Gaming vs. Cancer Convention that takes place in Southampton. Uh, The convention as a whole is taking place over the weekend of the 2nd and 3rd of November, but the Dice Masters event is specifically on the 3rd of November, the Sunday. All ticket Entry fees go to the UK Cancer Research Charity, uh, not just for our event, but for all events taking place over that weekend. Uh, it's, it's going to be modern, modern constructed. We've actually decided to go pretty competitive this time around. We are. With the seemingly lack of UK nationals, we decided that uh, you know we should. You know, we, the reason we did the uh, MOD Presents Dice Masters as a more fun event was because all the WKOs and the, the nationals were all very you know, high-end, serious, competitive. And so it's to be different from that. But uh, now we don't have any high-end, serious, competitive stuff uh, at all. So <laughs> to, to flip flip on our heels, we've decided to make it full-on, modern, constructed, smashy face. And some might say, I wouldn't, but some might say it's the unofficial UK Nationals. Uh, yeah, I mean, we wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't want to step on anyone's toes. But no, no, you know, we say that, some people may say that with the format we've chosen. Yeah, and the fact that there isn't a UK Nats this year. Exactly, that it is the UK Nationals. Yeah, but we're not saying that. No, we wouldn't no, say no. that. No, no, no. We're just, yeah. So, Modern Constructed, 3rd third of November, get your tickets bought. Uh, I think numbers are already looking pretty healthy in terms of expressed interest and commitment so we should have a, a fairly decent turnout i think certainly enough for four if not five rounds of swiss um oh have you decided whether you're doing cuts no i was gonna have a conversation with you about it later yeah right we'll have a chat about that because uh, yeah i'm not sure where phil is on that but uh it's a possibility to be confirmed yeah to be confirmed but the pricing i've already started uh, so we've had some tremendous donated oh, prizes amazing to make some donations yeah. so our thanks we'll, we'll do a proper like you know donators list uh, closer to the event with with a more formal thank you but you're you're out there you know you are the offers of promo cards um has been is is tremendous and really generous and we're very very grateful so far um and if anybody is out there with certainly in north america if you've got some stuff hanging around particularly stuff that we don't see a lot of over in the uk certainly the most recent promo sets yeah that sidekick one yeah i mean I, I don't think there's many of them out in the states to be honest with you mate oh okay um I, I think i may actually be like only only one in the united kingdom i think you do yeah but yeah anything all gratefully received all the prizes will go straight into the prize pool to support and encourage more players to come out uh, and put their, their ticket money into into the into the charity donation pot. We've also had uh, we're getting a play map printed up. Uh, there'll be a trophy for the first place as well, uh, but that trophy will won't be because you're the official UK national champion or anything. No, 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 not at all. No, won't say that on it. No, no, nothing, nothing of the sort. 
Um, so we've got yeah, loads of stuff already building up um, to make for a, a lovely prize pool, uh, and, and hopefully we're starting to get some stuff together, uh, enough numbers to get a good raffle off the ground as well. So get the date in the diary, particularly if in the south of the UK, because I know a lot of the stuff tends to happen around me in Manchester. Get yourself across to Southampton on 3rd November for a great day's dice rolling. Good stuff. And good send stuff. us, if you yeah, any donations, gratefully received. Yeah, yeah, just reach out to either of us. You all know how to reach us. But November is proving to be a pretty busy month in terms of competitive Dice Masters events. Why is that? Why is that? Well, that's because the WizKids European Open is going to be taking place in November. Is that his official name? You never told me that. How exciting. Uh, well, I don't... I, Did you just make that up? No, no. I, <laughs> I think I saw it on an email somewhere that was floating around. Uh, I have to... Uh, small print. Anything that I say beyond this point is all subject to change. As I understand it, at the point of recording, I've been told it's all locked in, it's all official, and the announcement's coming down the pipeline in the next couple of days. So we are, because we're recording in advance of the episode going out on Monday, laying this down now. However, I'm just going to put it out there and say, you know, all subject to change. I'm going ahead on verbal assurances right now. So don't book your flight till you see the email, because we ain't having the same that uh, happened with UK hero clicks. Uh, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was a scandal. That was a classic 2019 scandal. On um, your head, be it if you buy your flights. And yeah, all subject to change. Uh, however, I'm pretty confident at this point. The the signs are looking good. So yeah. Due to take place over on the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of November. It's going to be at. Um, Where is it going to be, Chris? It's going to be at Hiresco in Bratislava. Is that how you pronounce it? I believe so. Peter, the store owner, sent. I asked him to send me a voice message, <laughs> and I've been practicing. So Peter, get, get in touch and let me know if I've nailed that one. Yeah, let's go. They named it thrice. Yeah, I've literally been walking, like walking around the house, doing it like those. Um, Learn to speak another language like audiobook things. <laughs> Going, here this go, here this go. Yeah, that's in Bratislava, November the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. The main format will be modern. That's on the Saturday. And as I understand it, uh, that will come with the, t- the official title, WizKids European Open Champion. The second big tournament of the event will be a global esca- escalation contest on the Friday. Oh, um, lovely, some golden escalation. Uh, but it's, I believe it's the intention to also have some side events, some 10 in 10, some thematic stuff, maybe a draft or two. And also, I believe there may be an intention to do the Swiss of the modern main event on the Saturday and then do the cuts on the Sunday. So mm-hmm. for anyone who's travelled and has not made the cut on the Sunday, that's where the drafts and the side events will come into play. We've got no word on prizing yet, so don't ask. <laughs> I don't. I genuinely don't know any further information on that, so don't ask. However, we've been told it will be uh, of a nationals quality. So read into that what you will. <laughs> nationals 2016 foils. There'll, there'll be there'll be some nice prizes for the side events. The the guys over there are really super keen just to get as many people from across Europe. I would love it if we could get to a position where we can get close to or somewhere close to the 38 participants at Worlds in North America. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously uh, the travel is a little bit more challenging, you know, because some of us are crossing oceans and whatnot. But from what I understand, there is a possibility that the event will see players from Spain, from Hungary, 
from Poland, from Slovakia itself, from the United Kingdom. Uh, Holland, of course. Hi, Peter. Germany? Um, there used to be a... Yeah, I don't know about Germany, but there might be some, some Norwegian guys coming down as well. So it will be a truly multinational European event, including the United Kingdom, <laughs> no matter what bobbins happens on the 31st of October. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a cracking time. Yes, I'm very jealous. As I said, I will not be able to make it a little bit uh, too close for me to have wangled any time off and uh, mm. the other bits, but uh, it sounds like it's going to be a corker. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're around, if you can get out there, then please do put the date in your diary. We'd love to see you at Iresco in Bratislava. Iresco. Iresco. <laughs> We'd love to see you at Iresco in Bratislava. <laughs> <laughs> On the 21st of November. Yeah. And happy dozy. Yeah. If you can't make it, then weekends before. It's in there, a couple of weekends before. Make your way down to Southampton. You could win UK Nets, especially if lots of people go abroad. Then, you know, it might not come to us. Well, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, and also, I'd recommend being selective about the about the airline that you choose. <laughs> wow that's very topical isn't it topical yeah yeah uh and then just well i've just realized actually that the third thing i was going to bring up is actually going to be pointless that i bring it up i was going to mention about the two team takedown deadline but i've just checked my calendar and the deadline's on the 27th so the deadline will have passed by the time we we put the episode out (laughs) Uh, obviously gaming versus cancer is for uh cancer research uk uh our man troy is trying to set up something along similar veins, setting up different tournaments to support a similar cancer charity over in the US. There's a thing on Facebook about it, which I've only just remembered, so I've not done any research, so that's why I'm being a bit vague. Uh, but uh, have a look on Dice Masters Unlimited, uh, have a look at Troy's post, and uh, if you want to get involved, then pop him a message or put a comment on his uh, facebook post and see what we can do yeah i think i think our man andy's involved actually as well mr may cool yeah so reach out i'm sure they'd be happy to hear from you about how you can contribute definitely yeah good stuff there we go okay then uh i think that's all the community focused stuff that we were looking to share so get those dates in the diary if you need any further information you know wait is that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say wait. wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you need to know anything more about Southampton, then give me a uh, a message. If you've organised an event before, give me a message. Might need some help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just mulling it over in my mind the other day. I was like, Andy, you've never done one of these before. Yes, like, no, I've. No, I've sat around and just like given prizes out while you did the hard work. And <laughs> 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 took half the glory for it. Right, so, well, fair enough. No, it all could land on its ass, but if it does we'll have fun doing it <laughs> there we go. yeah yep there we go then uh all right well uh, should we move on to the next segment then my man let's do it let's do it ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it is my proud pleasure to present to you the true <laughs> world champion <laughs> where's he like then Where, who's that <laughs> that's you yes yes it's true it's true who would have thought it I put a post on the other day saying the world must be spinning backwards, fish must be falling out of the skies, the oceans must be burning. What's going on? <laughs> oh, the humility of it. Well, mate, you know what? Yeah. So anyone who is unaware, 
following the real life face to face worlds that took place in Memphis. Restricted uh, worlds is, is what it's called, I think. Restricted worlds. Due to location. Due to- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Our man, the Blorinator, James Floor, over at Zap Masters and Dice with James. He organised and ran a. Uh, well, in the past, it's been called the Faux Worlds, hasn't it? Has, but I think it's called the the True Worlds. The True Worlds, yeah. Or, <laughs> I think he called it the Rest of Worlds. Unrestricted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> online online tournament, which was on the fourteenth of September, I want to say or the majority of the event took place on the 14th of september so this was just a great opportunity for the online play community that likes to use google hangouts to get their matches on to come together and if you were unable to play although we had a couple of players who also participated in the real life world um but if you were unable to play then there was an opportunity to get your kind of high level gaming fix in on that on that day and cool blimey gavner would you believe it unbelievable the true mr six himself me went on to win the whole bloody thing uh, what madness well done mate well thank you i appreciate it i am feeling pretty humble about it actually which is unusual for me <laughs> <laughs> who are you and what have uh, you done with the true mr six i know yeah um see the thing is right on the day uh, the the, on, the regular online community of players know this and i think anyone who's watched any of the videos we posted um I don't really play to compete. <laughs> I kind of, I like to get, get a few bevies in, make a day of it. I like the conversation and chatting with people from all over the world and just uh, having, having a laugh with it all. And I like when you finish your match and, you know, Reg drops in and comes as a natter for 10 minutes before the next round starts. Or, you know, there was one, one we played in, you were, you didn't play, but you recorded the matches and we're just sort of hanging out. And I don't know, you know, that that's kind of what, what I do is what I do, is what I do. So I'd, I'd had a few glasses of wine. It was the evening over here when, when we played. I had a few glasses of wine. I think it would be fair to say I was a little half cut. Right. And I think you can tell from some of the videos. And I ended the Swiss rounds. There was four rounds of Swiss on two and two. Single single game rounds, which is not my best format Ish. at all. One, two, lost two. Uh, but there was a, quite a few of us in the middle there on one, two, lost two, on the two and two. So I squeaked into the top eight on strength of schedule, just fluked it. I wasn't even really sure what was going on by that point anyway. Um, you know. So you're saying that you won it whilst you were uh, you were drunk and what really concentrating? Well, no. Um, cause at that point then, we, we only went on to play the top eight matches because it was getting so late over this side of the world. I mean, it was like midnight, one in the morning by this point that we played the top eight and then wrapped it up with a view for the top four matches and the final to take place within a sort of two-week window from the conclusion of the Saturday event. So I went into my top eight match with uh, my man Jesco, the the fish whisperer himself, yeah, playing his fish team, in fact, and had my top eight match there against uh, Jesco. But what I realised was in the top eight, I don't know, I just kind of knuckled down. Nice. Was he was he using stuff, you know, moving stuff in from the used pile incorrectly? I don't believe that he was, no. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Put your handbag away. Um, yeah, but so once I got into the top eight, I was like, yeah, oh, actually, I'm in the top eight. I better actually do something. But it was best of three at that point. That's, that's where you come to form. Best of, yeah, best of three is where the Truman Six eats his breakfast. You know what I'm saying? 
Actually, I'm not sure what I'm saying, but does that, does that no. make sense? That's not... What's a, uh, what's a better it way to put it? It doesn't, but it sounds good. Yeah, all right, we'll, we'll go with it. But Jessica didn't make it easy for me at all. You know, it was a it was a like knock-down, drag-out match. I, I, I ended up winning like on time, right? literally in the fifth round. Of the, <laughs> you know what I mean? So he didn't make it easy for me, but I kind of knuckled down. But then I sort of um, sobered up and had some sleep between then and my match with Peter, Mr... Mr. Van der Velde, uh, the figurehead of Dice Masters in the Netherlands. So, top four against Peter, and, and that went surprisingly well. Although, again, I have to say, he didn't make it easy for me at all. And ended up in the final with our man, Ben, ben Scott, the actual world champion. So, what happened with that? Uh, I beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I think Ben was like, playing the expectations games like Chris is going to win Chris is going to win I'm like stop stop it man because I, I have a habit of making silly misplays that make things go pear-shaped for me and Ben tried a, a kind of few strategies to try and curve around me but um, yeah I managed to managed to take it in the end very nice so uh, last as of last Friday night I'm the online rest of worlds champion let's have a breakdown of your team a breakdown of my team yeah let's go uh, roll in thunder <laughs> so uh, I played a pretty traditional collector nobby build. I know that collector nobby's kind of there's, there's a few variants sort of out and about there now. A lot of people have been playing around with introducing uh, Black Canary, for example, the one that makes mm. that says that villains can't block that pairs up well with the Danger Room and the Kree Captain uh, card. But yeah, I went. I decided to, and have been for a long time. You know this, of course, to go all in on the collector nobby, and just optimize that as the win condition rather than going for a pivot and putting stuff in to protect me. So the collector, rare collector, Tanlevir Tivan was in there. Then Norman Osborne, don't call me nobby, and the danger room, whatever it is, throwing knives and flamethrowers. I think. <laughs> I think that's the one. That's the one. I'm running entirely off memory here. I haven't got it in front of me or anything. Uh, so that was the kind of main win condition. And all the other stuff was just about optimising that. So I had Clayface and Cree Captain, both for the Globals. This was to get to my Collector super quick. And then the Clayface Global was also to help me make sure or increase the opportunity to make sure I've got fists when I need fists and to make sure I've got bolts when I need bolts and that type of thing. And then the Cree Captain Global was for the discount. Uh, I had Cheetah in there. She was a bit of a... I mean, I've played around with her for a while um, after you suggested her for my Black Manta Global Escalation team. Yeah, yeah, um, well. Yeah, well, so one of the challenges, I think, like, if you look at Arge's US Nationals team, Arge built that around, uh, well, in the first instance, to kind of combat the meta that he knew he was going to be facing. Uh, particularly, I suppose, I'm talking about Wrecker there to lock out the energy field atom combo or the magic missile Iceman combo. Yeah. And then he played it super lean. You know, rolling his four dice a turn and just doing what he could with his four dice once he was set up. But I, I found that really hard. You know, I've been a collector player for a long time and playing lean becomes a struggle, especially if you're planning on using dice in your opponent's turn that you're holding back for collecting stuff in in their go or to use your static field global to keep yourself alive or, you know, whatever else. So I put the cheater on. She preps a die whenever a non-cheater villain is fielded just to give me that little extra boost 
Um, yeah. So that I've got an extra dice or two because the one of the other cards that I use very heavily in it is the Shriek Dark Empathy, the four cost one, which is the better known as the Prismatic Spray on legs, um, which is one of my kind of high control elements of the team to well again anything anything that goes down in the attack phase she takes care of yeah did you use it you end up using her much um i mean the threat's always there well but i must admit pro um ish up and down right up and down there were times where i definitely went oh right get two bolts together she's coming in clear that down you know so i definitely did use it but i must admit so for example in my game with ben in the final I had a kind of decision moment. He was Venerable Dreadnoughting, and, and historically I might have pulled her in and cleared his Venerable Dreadnought so he couldn't use the range. Hmm. But it just occurred to me that he had two dice on his Venerable Dreadnought card, so I pulled in one of his Venerable Dreadnoughts instead, which meant I had range to re- yeah, reciprocal range. Ooh, uh, nice move. Yeah, and because he was attacking with sidekicks and uh, Black Widows, you know, the one that gives them all plus one, everything yeah. was really low defense and i cleared out his attacking force so yes i did use it and she's definitely there as a kind of a threat i, mean, I think there was a couple of times i even used my opponent's three cost shriek which sickened me to my core but i had to do what i had to do i suppose yeah <laughs> yeah um so she was there to do the clear down i had madam mask um for when fielded effects so should i end up facing another collector really is the, <laughs> is, the yeah. <laughs> is the main motivation for that but it's also proven handy down the line um, I like killing mimics and locking them out so the ramp's gone, or um, killing shrieks and then locking her out so that they can't blank my cards or you know stuff like that. Um, yeah. Which all the way through the tournament I found myself doing a lot of. So that's the team, and then just villainous packed and static field, just just utility globals really. But yeah, there's some nice stuff. I mean, I've been playing around with it for a long time. One of my my favourite little, I've been working hard to get that collector out fast, and so I like to buy just hard buy a Norman Osborne in my first turn. Three cost fist character, getting bought out the gate. So no matter what happens, I've always got one. Yeah. You know, and then clay face it in for two fists so I can use it with the Creed Captain Global to buy a collector in my second turn. Um, and then hopefully have enough energy to prep with my villainous patent or you know, quite a lot of my opponents had a res or an atlas as well, you know. So my collector if it if all goes to plan, my collector, you know, pops his pops himself out in the third turn and i'm collecting in nobbies what a particularly nice instance is when the hard-bought nobby and a collected nobby land in the same turn yeah i mean to be fair is as long as you roll that nobby out of your bag and you've got an extra fist that's your double whammy yeah and with a danger room it's devastating you know um so that's one of my nice my my favored little cheeky things um, I did do an awful lot of shriek killing. I was murdering shrieks game after game after game after game. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, I, don't, I don't know how else to explain it. You know what I mean? Everybody, the minute they saw that collector, went, I'm buying a shriek. And I must have had, I, I couldn't even, you have to go back and watch the videos, folks, but I'm pretty sure there wasn't many games passed where even the, it was like first turn shriekage going on. So I've kind of trained myself not to sweat that. Let them get the shriek out. But the nice thing, this is where Clayface Global comes in, because I can buy a Danger Room, pay a mass to bring it in on two bolts. Usually I've got another bolt or a question mark hanging around too. Once I've got my Madam Mask in the field, Danger Room Global are off. you know. And then if they want to do that dance of Danger Room Global in my Madam Mask so they can refield Shriek, and that's fine by me. Yeah, because she's got quite big stats. I know she's four. 
defense on one face. Yeah, she's two, three, four. So she's, she's, a, she's, yeah. she's a bit weenie at level two, uh, level one. But three and four, you know, if you want to save up three or four bolts to use my danger and shoot my mana so you can get your shriek back out, I'm kind of cool with that. Because every minute you're doing that, you're not working on your own win condition. And a blanked collector's fine, but I've, I've got a hard-bought knobby and danger room floating around. And if I manage my bag right, you're getting hit <laughs> anyway, you know. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of one of my favourite little ways of sort of playing the team, manoeuvring the team, because because that shriek is so over-relied on. I mean, Peter van der Veld, I, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying, he tried to double shriek me. He bought two. Dirty Van der Veld. Yeah, yeah, and he very nearly, he very nearly did. I, I, I got um, everything kind of went a bit out of sync for him, trying to trying to cut off my collector with his double shrieks, and he ended up with one in the field, but couldn't quite get them both out. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that that was nice, and with me Madam Mask yo-yoing in and out of the prep area as he was killing her, it, it, it just meant he couldn't kind of get on with stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it went well. I've chundered on for quite a while. I've not been running the timer, but I'll stop. Well, I suppose yeah. is there any questions you'd like to ask? Yeah, how does it feel to be the world, the true world champion? <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? It's lovely fun. I had a great time playing the event. You know, I'm not I'm not really a champion player, so it's nice to hit those heady heights for at you least wait till you rose once. Yeah. Well, we'll see. There's good players out there, though, man. That's not. I don't know how to describe it. It's like I've, I've achieved higher than my standing, and therefore now I'm, I'm only ever going to disappoint. Downhill, <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell you all about that, mate. Yeah, all about that. Soon enough, my best days will be behind me. You know, <laughs> I'm like Rocky in Creed. <laughs> yeah, just one more event, man. Just one more event. <laughs> anyway. so, yeah so yeah i really enjoyed it and it is it is a great feeling of course it's a great feeling i'm very pleased that i managed to do it with a team that i think i described to you in a recent conversation it's kind of my comfort blanket i've been working on it and working on it and playing with it and playing with it and playing with it you know it's certainly a testimony to if you know your team and you've done your reps you can still do well even though it's arguably not the strongest team in the tournament and uh, you know ben you've mentioned it many times and ben mentioned it in the world's episode that if you've got a good sense of what's going on on you kind of know what the teams you're playing against are going to be doing and you've got your head around that and then you know your team and you know your go-to maneuvers then you can do well even though you're arguably not the stronger team but absolute miracle of piloting that we'll never see from me again (laughs) (laughs) until next time gadget well yeah that's doubtful there you go there's my rest of the world's little rundown awesome stuff I don't know I don't know how to wrap this you'll have to wrap this segment up I feel like uh, I can't wrap a segment up about me okay oh, well thank you Chris for your time today <laughs> you're congratulations welcome. again and uh, on to the outro thank you very much or yeah. next segment depending on where we put this in uh, yeah let's find out let's all find out together <laughs> <laughs> Yes, welcome back, folks, and for this next segment now. Well, I suppose uh, in our last episode, we had an awful lot of world-related content. We had the interview with Ben. We had the -the on-the-day interviews that Andy May captured for us. We talked a lot about the different formats and the uh, tournaments that were taking place over the weekend. But in addition to 
the world's tournaments that were taking place, there was also a lot of spoiler activity that took place, both across the fan appreciation event and then was being shared on the DM Armada Stroke Weekly Dice Arena stream. So we thought we should spend a little bit of time talking about the spoilers, but there were that many, we can't just you know dive deep into every single one. So now we're going to do a classic Ministry of Dice Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week! There you go, mate. I put your, your thing in. Thanks, mate. I thought you might have missed it out. No, no. I remembered. I even paused you to did. fit it in for Yeah. I'm not, you know, it's, uh, you put a lot of work and effort into that. And I think it's been a while since we've done a pick of the week. And I think it deserves the recognition. Thank you very much. I Open think I might circle. try and update it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. If you've got any ideas for that, yeah. Yeah, I had an idea when I was walking the dog. Most of my good ideas come from when I'm walking the dog. Yeah, I can see that. The, you know, the kind of peace and quiet as you're puttering about. The, do- yeah. the dodging of bullets. <laughs> what, in Southampton? <laughs> yeah. Dodging the goo, goo guns. <laughs> oh. Drive-by goo attacks. In the 90s. <laughs> there you go. There's a callback for you. I do listen. You do? I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Pick of the week. Spoiler, yeah, spoilers. spoilers. So uh, we picked a card each from the spoiler selection uh, that was shared over the course of the world's weekend, and um, we don't know right now. Well, well, I've intimated to you what mine is um, because we were trying to make sure we didn't pick the same thing, but we don't really know what we've picked, uh, and we'll just get into a bit of chatter as to why it stands out to us, what we think we might be doing with it, team building wise, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, as our number one picks. Yeah. So, who, who do you want to go first? I don't, who, would you like to go first? Why don't you go first? Okay. Let me bring it up in front of me then. I'm squeaking. Yeah, squeaking, man. Yeah, I, I might. I might get a new one. Um. Well, you know, I wouldn't discourage that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so my choice then is Black Widow running in the shadows. Uh, and she is going to be in the Avengers Infinity Gauntlet set. She's a three-cost mask. She has the Infinity Gauntlet affiliation, which I've forgotten what Steve said on the stream. I think there's... Is that like little swirly atoms things? Yeah, it's like with the little uh, Infinity Stone colours. Yeah, but he called it a specific name, and I've I've gone and forgotten what the specific name was. So there's, there's actually a name for... Um, that particular affiliation uh, but it's that swirly infinity stony one infinity watch infinity guards something like that anyway she's a three cost mask she's got overcrush and her game text reads black widow can only be blocked by sidekicks um, and then she's got the standard black widow stats of 0 1 2 0 2 2 and 1 2 3 is she well oh. from the preview draft no no she was shared on the stream as part of the infinity goal ah, well, cool. She may have come up in the preview draft because um, I know there was Infinity Gauntlet cards in that, but it caught my attention because they shared it on the stream. In fact, it was um, Troy and Steve Cookers. So Troy was on at, at that particular moment in time. Hi, Hi Troy. Hello, mate. Cool. I was just saying that because if it was, then obviously the it, although they are reusing a lot of the dice moulds, it could potentially have different stats. Yeah, I think she might be slightly weaker, actually. With Doesn't Black Widow on level 3 in older sets have 3-3? Three, three? Hold on, I've got one in front of me. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and this one's like 2-3. 0 2 on the one from the right. last Avengers set. Yeah, this, this, one's, this one says 1-2-3 on the dice. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, 
which is interesting. Uh, but nonetheless, it caught my eye for a couple of reasons. Uh, I think in the context of it being a card from a draft pack set, it's just a really awesome card to draft. You know, it's a one card win condition. So if you if you're doing some drafting down your local game store and that that comes across, I'd be grabbing that one up because whatever whatever other nine cards you get together in the team you know she's going to be able to do some work for you especially in the in the drafting context uh, and because of her game text it's, it can only be blocked by sidekicks but then she's got the overcrush too so one way or another she's damaging your opponent if they haven't got any sidekicks to block with she's going through unblockable if they have got sidekicks to block with they're going to have to either multi-block or take the overcrush surplus so I think she's just a great card for drafting with in a release that's designed for drafting but then in the constructed context I mean that's just bleeding awesome isn't it when you think about all the stuff you can combo up with an overcrushing card that can only be blocked by sidekicks parasite maxwell jensen immediately springs to mind you know two both really cheap she's three he's two cost bang them out in the field and then just start using him to bump up her stats so that that overcrush damage or she ends up unblockable um it's just really devastating all your classics like your anger issues globals and did i see that anger issues is going to be in the set as well Oh, I can't remember. I think it may be reprinted. If not, you've got excessive force from Justice with the bolts, or Hay- yeah. Haymaker from Turtles, which is the same yeah. as Anger Issues, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, there's a six cost uh, Hulk as well. I think that comes with it. Is it fists? Yes. Paper? Yeah. Yeah, so all really use, useful stuff. And then we don't know what else there might be. I think we've seen a lot of the stuff now, but there, there may still be something nestled away in that set that could be a good little attack booster for sure but i know she's a bit weenie you know with those attack numbers and you might be like well you know but in drafting sometimes that's all the difference that's what you need to make a win because you can't make the big plays in drafting and i think we've seen in the meta uh, over the last year uh, and this may change with uh, certainly when wwe comes around that's got a bit of a feeling that it might be big beat sticks but we've certainly seen the pox walkers of the world the unblockable yuantes of the world the spin-up ant-mans certainly skirting the periphery of the top tier meta definitely used a lot in in the casual kind of sense so we know that an unblockable character or a a cheap cost overcrusher that that can become quite nasty quite quick is an effective strategy you know and she's she's max four die oh max three die sorry Uh, yeah max three so you can the opportunity to buy three of them there at a three cost you can do nice things like uh, that Cree soldier we were talking about a couple of episodes back. Um, I've forgotten his subtitle, but the one that lets you field three purchase cost or lower dice for free. You know, so if you get him out and then follow up with a parasite and, and a black widow, you're not paying anything to field them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there's ways of getting it even cheaper. Um, Showingers with the uh, excessive force. So yeah. Shining ab- through your bag and getting your bolts for the pump. Yeah, absolutely. So just lo- loads of stuff to, you know, she- she's just a one-card win condition. But in drafting, that's great just as it is. But then in constructed, I could just see lots of nice combos coming out the woodwork. Um, it's a team that sort of builds itself to some degree. Uh, what's the one that you like that grabs characters from the use pile as well? Misdirection. Misdirection, yeah. So if she does go through unblocked, misdirect her back in. You know, just tons of interesting yeah. stuff and three or four good hits with her getting bumped up by a maxwell jensen or like you say um plowing it into a into a pump global and it's game over um so yeah i just like that she's cheap cheerful down and dirty does a job very cool yeah 
mean, there's loads of eye-catching stuff that I could have picked, but I just felt like just a really functional, you know, just a concrete slab of right, I'm ready to do some damage. <laughs> no, no, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I had the same thing that I I could have chosen uh, kind of four, five, six different cards that caught my eye that uh, that were you know either a bit you know janky or fun or just downright nasty. So it's yeah, good, sure. good time, good good cards on their way to us. It's pretty excited. Mm. She's got the Union flag in the image as well. Has she? I'm not, I've, I have to admit, I don't think I've actually seen it. Uh, if you not, it's it's definitely well. So uh, there's a website you can go to, Andy. Is it? It's called yeah, it's called BritRoller6.com. And if you take a look at the world's spoilers, uh, you're looking for the one where Troy and Steve are in the image, and then I think the pictured card is Drax on the home page. Uh, and that's the particular article with Black Widow in it there. There's Troy. And is that Steve or is that Ross? They both look quite similar, don't they? They could be like brothers. <laughs> they, oh, they yeah, do. I see. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool artwork as well. It is nice in it with the pistol and everything being all like yeah. super spy. Yeah. So there you go. Black Widow. What about you then, mate? What's uh, What exciting piece of spoiler pick of the weekage have you got for us so uh, i went for something a bit blatant a bit obvious but something i'm very excited about because i think it's going to it's going to be quite popular i predict in uh, modern meta top end teams i could be wrong but i'm certainly going to use it that's harks back to songbirds you know we did the pick of the week from the mm. that's it uh, and i would look through sidekick to make my pick and i thought right, right, right. was a two cost that you could just intimidate stuff off. And we went, no, of course it can't be, because that would be far too strong. Well, we've got one. It's uh, <laughs> Geyser. Geezer. Let's call him Geezer. He's an evil familiar. He's a two-cost two two shield. He has Intimidate, and uh, Geezer can only intimidate, use Intimidate on character die with one or less experience tokens. And if I've ever seen an experience taken, <laughs> ever, let alone in a tournament, but um, yeah, that, that's that's and unless this set has got some amazing experience adventurers that were all suddenly you know, laser cutting experience tokens, uh, then he's pretty much a two cost intimidator. Yeah, I mean, like you say, in in set as part of a draft pack. He's probably possibly not as strong because the likelihood of adventurers killing monsters and getting that stat bump is is a little higher. But in open constructed, boom, yeah, just basically just basically a two cost intimidator. Yeah, he's got nice low defense stats, so you're going to hopefully be able to get rid of him quite quick to bring him round again. Sure, um, there's no reason why you can't buy all four and just have a constant stream of removing characters from your opponent's field it's a keyword ability so things that stop when fielded abilities are going to work yeah uh, so that's uh, nice. a nice little sidestep around that uh yeah and yeah so this what i envisage envisage uh with this little geezer is that you'd you'd, you'd buy them all up have them circulating through a setup where you've got quite a bit of ramp or no, relative churn. So you'd be churning them through uh, and uh, getting them out of the field and then either try to throw them, throw them at your uh, opponent to either go through for the one damage that they'll cause, get them knocked out. You know, they're going straight back out next turn again. If you, uh, if you roll them, which 
you know, if you've got a fair few going around, you're hopefully going to get one, uh, and just causing a nightmare for your opponent. Well, now, um, one of the other cards has a KO global on it. Does it? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the big guy who's like the little beholder breeder kind of dude. I don't know D&D lore very well. Beholder uh, breeder. Yeah. Let me just hop back onto the Brit Rider 6 blog. So I can have that. Is that on the same post with the picture of the geezer? I think it, it might be. Yeah, I'm just I'm in there now having a look. Geezer, but we're going to call him Geezer. Like, yeah, Nilhor is the next dude down. Nihilor. Global. Pay a mask once per turn. You may KO a character die you control. Yeah, that's quite cool. What's his abilities? Yeah. When fielded, gain control of a target character die of a lower level. Return that die to the owner's control when. One of your Neil Hordice leaves the field zone. That is quite strong. It's a six cost though. Yeah, he's got he's got nasty um, fielding cost too. But I suppose that's the point though. He's like the master of gazer, isn't he? So, um, but it leapt into my head because you were talking about getting that gazer back in your prep area to reuse next turn, and I thought, oh yeah, there's a way of um, KOing. Or there's uh, of course the the new rock global, which is. Um, uh, oh, is it? Is that how they've nerfed it a little bit? I think so, yeah. I'll have to go back and check. Alright, well that's your dude then Nihil Law. I mean you could just put magic missile and shoot him. Yeah, it's low cost enough. Just yeah. Field him. Attack with him if it looks like they're going away you don't want it to go, you can just do them in before they do the damage. Yeah, it just it, it just seems exciting. The things with the big asses, your, your control pieces, things like collector, blob, yeah, yeah. Um, shriek. Someone shrieking your uh, your win condition, or I'll field a two cost shield and just get rid of that for the turn. Um, yeah, and it ain't no Wonder Woman or Madam Mask getting in the way of that, is there? No, no, I can't can't think of any any way around it other than it being shrieked. And if if you're going to shriek with two cost shield, happy days because yeah, you know. Hopefully it was kind of yeah. That's what it was there to do anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's done a job whether <laughs> whether we're removing your shriek or you've just popped your shriek wad on 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 the geezer. Yeah. So um, that's not a statement. I thought I'd have yeah. myself today. <laughs> I, I, I just uh, the, there's a lot to play. I mean, you've got the initial fact that it's very very strong, uh, but you think about the different ways you can use it. Imagine like collector. Okay, I'm about to uh, yeah attack with my um. Iceman, how are you? Well, I'm just going to collect her in this two-cost fist geezer, the two-cost shield for geezer, and I'll just intimidate him off before you attack. Yeah. How, how do you like that? So removal on your opponent's turn with a bit of uh, collector action. Yeah, I think it's got it's got some legs. It's one of those ones where you're going to want to try and keep it in the field. And how do you, you know, you're, if you're playing against it, you want to try to keep it in your opponent's field. But how do you do that when its defence is one-one-two? Um, yeah, and if they attack with it, you don't want to. You can't even block it with a sidekick in in two thirds of the instances. Yeah, yeah. And if you're playing against a team that's attacking, they attack. I just put my little wall of geezers in front of it. They get knocked out, ready to come back next turn. Uh, so yeah, I think it's got a very strong ability that could be abused quite a lot. I'm looking forward to getting it and trying it out uh, because it's a little bit like the songbird I thought we had about three four months ago. Yeah, the more I think about it, two cost on that is really low, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the, the the downside of the experience is 
is a bit bollocks, really, because it's not really a downside. No. Well, it is in set, I suppose, in the drafting context, where there's going to be lots of adventurers around. It's actually not as strong, possibly. But in the wider open constructed, it's bloody brilliant. Yeah. It's going to be a be good good kind of KO mechanic or a way of <clears throat> making sure they don't stay in the field mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yeah there we go uh, I'm sure there's people out there who already got this in their minds and uh, are exploiting different options that they can do with it and it'll be exciting to see how it goes a very strong control piece is definitely going to help more attacky teams yeah for sure yeah, that thing that's in my way, put it to one side so I can get on with my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Great choice, man. Hey, tell you what's interesting about both those choices. So there's quite a lot of flashy, big power cards that were spoiled. And I think it's interesting that the two of us have gone for perhaps two of the quieter, cheaper, <laughs> more kind of basic in a way. Yeah, I think you have to weigh up the ability with the cost. With the yeah, purchase for sure. cost and I don't know, it was six costs, so I always compare it to like Green Goliath and it's like do you know what? It's not as good. Because <laughs> Green Goliath was so good. Mm, Green Goliath was very good. There's, but there's loads of exciting stuff out there. You just have have a look at the spoilers on the BritRoller6.com blog. And <laughs> yeah. uh, you'll see there's pages yeah. of the stuff, pages of stuff. Make sure you flick through loads and loads of pages at a time. Um mm. Have you got any? Do you want to say any notable mentions? I've got a couple I'd like to mention. Oh, I've got a few notable mentions. Yeah. Uh, so the She-Hulk, the six-cost She-Hulk that lets you field something at the start of your turn before you clear and draw, I think is really janky. But I haven't. My head's not quite figured out why. I feel like it's great. I just think there's something about that weird timing of when you can field something that might have possibilities. Yeah, I saw that, but then I thought it's got to be in your use pile. At the beginning of your turn. So you yeah. can't buy something and then she brings it in. Mm. And uh, found that when you have like, that ability, if you fill your bag up before she gets pulled out, there's nothing there. So it's going to have to be timing-wise. If you get that timing nailed, then that could be awesome. Yeah. Uh, the rush stuff, the kind of new swarmy-style mechanic, I think is interesting. Yeah, that could be cool. Uh, and then the other one that really stood out to me was the uh, Becky Lynch. I think it's Maiden Island. And she's kind of, I mean, she's like three mad cards mashed into one. So she's got the Rip Hunters chalkboard global that lets you prep a die. Yeah. She's, she's got a Wenfielded game text, which is a slightly nerfed. It's like the old uh, Storm Windrider. So you make your opponent re-roll two, two yeah. characters. And then any that land on energy, they get put in the use pile. And they ping for one apiece. I think Storm used to be two apiece, but for one apiece. Um, so just putting them in the use pile for a start. But the fact that you do a cheeky bit of damage. And then, just to top it all off, she's got massive stats and she's got Overcrush. And she's five cost. Yeah, five cost is what I saw. Yeah. That's going to be mean. Yeah. So those are probably my notable mentions, although there's other, definitely other things that caught my eye. What about you? You had a couple of notable mentions. I do. And, and bizarrely enough, again, showing how good the uh, the cards coming out are going to be, neither of them or any of that you've mentioned. I picked up on Walk With Elias. Elias. Oh, yeah. 
That's random, that. It's a proper joke, isn't it? the one with it? on the guitar, yeah. So you secretly draw one, two or three dice from your bag. If your opponent guesses the number of dice you drew, put them in your news pile. Otherwise, prep them. And then uh, the global player mask, once per turn, on your turn, add two psychic dice from your news pile to your prep area. So you've got another mini PXG, HXG, XFM, PXG. XFM. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's cool. I can imagine it being quite fun. It's a three-cost basic action. But, yeah, that brings something else into it, isn't it? Like, guess how many mm. dice I've got in my bag. And the other one, which I think I'm quite excited about, is the uh, action dice, the Godcatcher. Which is oh yeah, everyone's bolt. talking about that bad boy. Yeah, they? see, yeah, I don't conform to the normal chat rooms. <laughs> um, so it's a trap trigger when you use an action die. Field ten attack and ten defense. The God Catcher token. It has when the God Catcher attacks, target character die must block this turn if able. That's mental. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? That's going to be awesome. I want to buy like all of them. <laughs> and then, yeah well we'll all be it's the, we'll be back to the chase again for these yeah and then you feel you field one and if you suppose because you went it's when you field is it it's not it's, yeah it's a trap because it's continuous isn't it so i suppose when you field another one that's you using a continuous action dice so they give me a 10 10 token um yeah i'll field another one do the same field another one. It's mental yeah just chain those big bastards yeah. uh, those big big ball bags yeah <laughs> that's not actually any better is it but no no those big god catches statues yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one's definitely a, a a very splashy eye catcher for sure yeah and the, the picture's just random it looks like a weird looking tree yeah i think there's some hot again it's a law thing i think there's like a whole thing like the protector statues of the city and they come to life or something oh uh... But I don't know that that you know someone out there is a D and D folk. Um, give us a shout. Let us know what the law is around the uh, stone giant. It's mental, stone isn't it? It doesn't even go away at the end of the turn. No. So if you could turn them around quick enough, we can use the same action dice to make another one. Yeah, it's wild. So yeah, that that definitely caught my eye as one that could uh... opportunity with that bad boy. So if you're interested in seeing more of the spoilers, again, we will repeat, go and check out the BritRoller6.com for all your spoiler needs. We stole them from Ah. everyone else. We got them all in one place. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) (laughs) With permission. Is it it stealing if you got permission first? Um, It's not, is it? That doesn't help our bad boy image, does it? Yeah, we'll stick with the, Yeah, we robbed them off everyone else and just posted them. Like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, you know, there's loads of spoilers out there. We'd love to hear from you as to what's caught your eye. Or if you've got already got a few team brewing ideas, you know, festering away in eager anticipation of their release, please do get in touch. Head on over to BritRoller6.com, hit the contact us button, or drop us a PM on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice because we just love hearing from you. And talking about this stuff well there we are ladies and gents as all things must this episode has come to an end we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it um i'm not i'm kind of struggling to finish the episode today oh yeah yeah you're too good for it now because you're a champion yeah that's it that's right yeah 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 (laughs) 
Well, I mean, there's not much more else to say, really. Uh, get those uh, dates in the diary. UK players, let's see you in Southampton. Uh, European players, let's see you in Slovakia. Let's let's get that sorted out. Get in touch if you've got any prize donations or would just care to make a cash donation to the Gaming versus Cancer cause. We can get the details together for that. We're back again in two weeks' time. That's that's about it. There's not much else. Yeah. yeah. Cactus is up to 80. Oh, wow, really? Really, like, just literally just dragging itself. Just growing. Slowly and surely up. One subscription a week or a fortnight. Oh, wow. Okay, well, they're out there, I suppose, you know. Yeah, it's BT still. 80. Yeah, all right. We're shooting for the 100 so that Andy can give away his signed Professor X alt-art card. Not signed by me, signed by Eric Lang, no less. Indeed, yeah. Well, I'm sure people would appreciate one signed by you also. I might sign it as well, just to make it that little bit more auspicious. Maybe I'll sign over his signature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I think that probably increases the value somewhat. Yeah, I can, uh, I can, I can, I can see that. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So, catch the cookers. Okay. So, check out the YouTube channel. Don't forget BritRoll6.com. Uh, all sorts of other articles and interesting bits and bobs. In addition to the podcast, there. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. But in the meantime, I've been Chris, aka True Mister Six, and I've been Andy, aka the True Mister Seven. <laughs> See you later, folks. Bye-bye. Oh, incredible. Yeah, I mimic ones. I just use the red ones because I don't know where they are, but I can't be asked. And I found three Ring of Winter dice. Three? Three Ring of Winter dice. I don't know how I managed it, but I've got three. Ah, uh, well, you've got two in a draft pack. I don't know where you got the third from. Where have I got the other one from? I'm like, yeah, I can't help you with that. I can make a necklace out of things. There's someone that you've played at a, at a MOD PDM who's like, where the is my uh, ring witness it's <laughs> 50 quid on that thing <laughs> you know it to be true right I'm a bit tired now